hey, we have Captain Kidd, the next big band out of Ohio. I'm just curious because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is from there. Who would you want to induct? At this point, I feel like they kind of are all over the place as far as genre. So I think it would be absolutely wild to induct Kanye West at some point. That's different. Yeah, because I think last year or so they were like, trying to nominate or induct Notorious B.I.G. when Houston was one of them too. So yeah, I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because now genres are being genre bending or they're evolving. So we're going to see some different acts. They're not going to be like the stereotypical like rock acts. Right. And then beyond that, I mean, at some point, I think like Tame Impala would be a really cool band. I think they will be eventually be in the Hall of Fame. So I would love to see that because there's been so many bands uh, nominated throughout the year. So I can't keep track. But if they have not been and they should, I would recruit Evanescence because I think we definitely yeah. need more like female hard driven rock bands. I would be very surprised if Evanescence doesn't eventually get a nomination if they haven't already. Yeah. Or Garbage, you know, if, if we're going to go right. back. Yeah. Love um, <laughs> but, you know, I like how you were just kind of segueing to my next question. Nathan, you mentioned that Captain Kid went through different phases, the disco pop synth to now dance. And I really like how you said that you were inspired by Jamie XX of the XX and which I totally hear. And I want to know, is this new phase of Captain Kid the most authentic to you? So I would say yes, uh, definitely. I feel like the phases before this, when we were doing like the disco stuff, I don't know that that was necessarily, I mean, we love authentic. And while we were doing that, we were going through old records. We were throwing on you know, like the old Bee Gees records and trying to hear like what the actual disco stuff sounded like. But for us, this is kind of the stuff that we really listen to and jam out to ourselves. This is the kind of stuff that we've always wanted to make, but we never really felt like we knew how to do it. So yeah, I would say that definitely that DJ kind of like almost like club inspired indie rock is really the kind of thing that we think is our authentic voice as a band. For sure. No, I like how you said that you listen to the Bee Gees because I think for a band who's trying to be original but also like stick to their influential sounds of different bands, they have to do their research and have to listen to old records of different bands from different decades. I know that Captain Kid originally started as a full band. Was it a challenge for you to accept that most of the members left to? do their own pursuits and how did you find the strength to continue with this project so captain kid it was originally me and uh, eric who was my roommate for like eight years and went to college together we went to high school together it was just a bunch of friends it was me and him we were friends for a long time um we brought in my buddy that i met in college Stu, for synth and then we became really close with the drummer nick it's been difficult i mean i we were all at nick's we were dick's best men at his wedding like we're really close we were really close band we all still are really close don't get me wrong but it's been there was definitely an adjustment period trying to move past that and be like okay it's easy to think you know i'm gonna oh i have music i'm writing i have music that i'm working on that i can release but it is it's hard especially that first release it's hard to just move on and be like all right we're doing this we're doing something else you know Kyle's awesome. He's an awesome collaborator and we're pretty good buddies, but it is definitely weird 
not to have those dudes to fall back on. And so it was an adjustment for sure. I did see that post on your Instagram because it shows, you know, the all the original guys and you're at Nick's wedding. And I yeah. did see something that, you know, this doesn't mean it's the last of Captain Kid. Like they could, you know, each member can make their own appearance in the future. Yeah, actually. So, I mean, I hang out with Stu, our former uh, keyboard player all the time still. We've talked about having him come on when we eventually start playing live again, you know, at some point when venues open back up more as just kind of like a, a live member. And Nick is out in California now, but he's coming back to Columbus for a couple weeks to work on a some EPs for his solo project, actually with Kyle, um, my collaborator. Nick was talking about, because we have like a, a show we're playing for a local radio station, like a studio session. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stay and drop in and we can, we can do some of the old stuff. And I'm just like, Hey man, if you're willing to stay in Columbus for a couple of weeks, sure. His project is Lapore and you guys featured him in the song Over It. That was actually the one he's like, maybe I'll come in. We can do, you know, Over It kind of the way it's supposed to be done. I'm like, I would love that too. So, and that goes with what you were saying. We are all great friends still and if there's an opportunity for us to continue to you know do something together even if it's just like a show here or there we're gonna do it because it's just kind of the way we are that's fantastic and i think you know being in a group you know you become more than friends you become more than bandmates it's like you know you guys are brothers your family so it's super neat and tight that you're still close even after these years and also like you have to thank nick because that's how you met kyle Right, exactly. So you mentioned how Kyle is a great collaborator. How is it now just you two versus collaborating with a whole entire five-piece band? It's definitely different. So with the five-piece band, there was a lot more of checking in at every like step in the process. You know, if, if I had an idea, just a little melodic idea, or if I came up with a beat, you know, I would send it to the guys and it would be very like, oh, we like this. This is what we're feeling. Um, for me and Kyle now, it's like Kyle will send me like a full beat. And he's like, yo, put vocals on this. And I'm like, all right. Or I'll send him stuff and I'll be like, yo, can you, you know, sound design this, make this sound sweet? And he's like, for sure. In some ways it's independent, but it's also very much working together. I mean, we'll spend a lot of time in his studio just sitting for, you know, the whole night just working on this or that. So it's definitely different. There's definitely less like jamming out. And part of that might be just because of like the pandemic, we have to do a lot of stuff digitally. We're not able to just go and hang out all the time when this first started, I mean. We were mostly sending stuff back and forth. So Captain Kid has released singles over the years and you finally translated a body of work into an EP. And with the music industry constantly changing as well with technology, do you find it hard as artists uh, to adapt? Is it easy? Is it difficult to keep up what's going on that's new? I think it's easy to kind of keep up with it to an extent. It's pretty easy to see, okay, going on with singles like, does it make sense to release an EP now? Watch the way that artists that you kind of look up to, especially the regional artists, um, how they're releasing music. But I think the hard part is sometimes you want to make a full album and it kind of stinks that the way that, you know, Spotify set up, they want to get out singles for their playlists. And for example, if you release an EP or an album, you're only allowed to select one song off that to be submitted to their editorial playlists. So it's like disincentivizing making these long play uh, releases, which kind of stinks because Kyle and I have talked about we want to release an album like because Got the Kids released some EPs in the past. We released a bunch of singles, but we never released a full length. So we may do it anyways at some point. But for now, we kind of feel like we have to work with the technology, the way that playlisting is set up. Otherwise, you're kind of leaving potential exposure on the table. I mean, we're almost done with the second EP. 
um, we have two of the songs finished and the other two just need a little bit of need to record vocals for. And then after that, we were going to thinking about doing like a little bit of a longer EP, like a six song EP. The thing with these EPs is we're still releasing them just as singles. So it might as well just be single releases, but we group them together. Um, but we want to do an actual EP where we release three singles and then the, the rest of the three songs all at once and kind of put together like a cohesive concept. So, you know, you want to listen to it all at once. I don't think you can really do that with our current singles right now. We were, weren't really thinking about them as a collection of songs. Are you saying that the second EP will have like more of a concept? Third EP would. The second EP does definitely have a little bit more of a concept. I would say that it it sounds a little more cohesive because Kyle and I have been able to work together and kind of figure out what we want to be. We're releasing our next song in March, so we'll probably release songs up into the summer. And then after that, whatever we release after that, we want to do a more cohesive thing. We want to do like an actual project. So I feel like Captain Kid has went through some sort of metamorphosis from where you originally started to currently. And each time it has evolved, I've become more in love with it. So each track is fresh. The production is out of this world. The lyrics are very sophisticated. And I could hear and feel the internal and external conflict what's going on. But there's one song that I want to talk about um, that came out a couple months ago, which is no good. And the lyric yeah. that stood out to me the most was, I've checked your location. That's okay. really stalkerish to me. Like, okay. don't you think? Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. So No Good was a project. I love that you're bringing this up because I've always wanted to explain that lyric. That was the first thing I thought when I saw it. So that's not my lyric. I would like to say that first and foremost up front. I was coming to a session. I was still hanging out working with the other guys. This is before Kyle and I had agreed that we were going to just do this one-off project that Kyle was going to join Captain Kid. So Kyle had a project called Malcolm Pre. He was just like, all right, we're going to make this for Malcolm Pre. It'll be Malcolm Pre feature Captain Kid. I would love for you to come do some vocals. He had everything except for the chorus written. He came in and he brought me in and he's just like, all right, can you like kind of sing these lyrics and make it kind of mess with it how you want it? So I did always think that that line was a little stalkerish. I agree with that. I've never checked anybody's location on my phone. I don't think I even have it enabled. But I did want to keep it in for one reason i thought that no good had this very like to me had like a future like it kind of encapsulated like the way relationships are now with technology i liked the relationship with technology aspect of it because it's like check your location but i agree it is kind of weird isn't it <laughs> yeah no i'm super glad you told me that you don't do that in your real relationships because i would oh, begin no, no, to no. worry <laughs> So that's the whole thing is we dropped that song like right after i'd gotten out of a relationship and i felt bad because it's like this scathing like, you're no good. I mean, the person, I'm still friends with that person. Like, this song had nothing to do with them. I, The only thing that I helped with was writing the chorus, which was just going along with the rest of the lyrics. Don't do that in actual relationships. And I will say, if anybody listens to that song and they're like, oh, check your location. Like, don't do that. It's not cool. <laughs> just talk to your partner. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because, like, it made me think very like psychological because like okay I'm gonna kind of age myself because I grew up watching like Mari and Jerry Springer on TV and so you always have like those two different types of people where one is going to be the cheater and then the other one is going to always suspect the partner cheating like they can't like have any trust issues so it's like in a way they're both bad and then you know then you have the one person that is the cheater but they're super in denial and they're so guilty that they point their fingers at the other partner like no you're the cheater i haven't cheated you know so projection yeah that's the other thing i would say too is especially for that song for me like trying to get the energy to record and sing that 
it was definitely like a get into character kind of moment. So I wouldn't take that song as like a super personal, like coming from the heart type thing. For me, it was cool. It was more like, a, all right, I'm an actor. I'm coming in, in this relationship, obvious trust issues, like you said. It was kind of cool to play that part I guess for the song you've been doing such a great job of your lyrics and I think that's what made me so attached to the project Captain Kin is just like the music itself but also the lyrics oh I appreciate that I know that Kyle is also a guitar backline tech for the weekend and I know that you know he produces other projects as well how do you guys kind of like figure out each other's schedules because since he is a busy guy and all so for example, he was gone all of January. He's traveling today. Obviously, the weekend did the Super Bowl. So it depends. Sometimes Kyle is super busy, especially when it comes to if the weekend has shows lined up. The After Hours Tour is scheduled for 2022. So I think all next year, Kyle is going to be very busy guy. But Kyle will hit me up when he's free. We'll talk, you know, like on Sundays or before every week. And I'll be like, hey, um, are you able to do this or that evening? I'm a consultant for my day job. So in terms of that, it's just figuring out what evenings we can do. And then we try to get together on the weekends as much as possible. So you're not doing this full time then? No. Gotcha. Okay. Do you find it also difficult to like find the time to like work on Captain Kid? It's gotten kind of harder, I feel like, every year. So I mean, that's part of the reason why Eric and Stu left. I mean, it was just a lot. It was a lot to have on the plate to do this. And we try to do it seriously. I mean, we did take it really seriously, but it's a lot to do that while trying to support yourself. And I find that being able to work with Kyle, who works, his day job is in music. So he spends a bunch of time with music. I think that makes it so much easier. Just having somebody that is always thinking music. You know, whenever we talk, he hit me up about music. He has the energy for music. And I think that's made it so much easier. So I will say Kyle definitely helps in that regard. Yeah, I know it's not easy uh, doing music. I've talked to different bands where like, oh, yeah, we have multiple part time jobs just to support ourselves and keep the music alive. So I respect all that you do for Captain Kid. Thank you. The weekend is part of my bucket list to see live. So it sucks that I have to wait another year. But also Captain Kid is on my bucket list to see live. too. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see you guys come more West Coast, like Bay Area, because that's where I'm from. Yeah, we would love to as well. I think the farthest away we played was probably New York. Kyle and I, we would love to eventually play like an actual tour. It just kind of depends. Maybe at some point if we get out, maybe if there's festivals or stuff going on, that would be awesome. I mean, I love the West Coast. So yeah, we have really good weather. Okay, because Captain Kid is the name of a pirate, what would you put in your treasure chest? Depends on how big the treasure chest is. Probably one of our synthesizers. Okay. I think it's what we would want to keep safe if we needed to bury some treasure. Yeah, and play on the island or something. Yeah, right. I needed to find it later for a concert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. As long as it's not another fire fest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'll give you the opportunity, kind of flip the script if you want to ask me questions, if you want to get to know me. No, that, that sounds good to me. Um, one, I just, within the last couple of minutes, noticed your shirt. What's your favorite XX song? Okay, so a friend of mine introduced me to the XX back in high school, and it was crystallized. So I was obsessed with that song for the longest time. And then um, they did a cover called Teardrops, which is so beautiful. I mean, Romy's voice is just heavenly. Amazing. Right? And then their last album that they did, On Hold, was really good. Say Something Loving. I think that's my favorite jam right now. Yeah, I love all of those. All right, so you mentioned Evanescence. Are you into new metal then? 
Evanescence kind of like inspired other new metal bands. Like, you know, yeah. there was like Within Temptation, another like really heavy screamo band that I like that's fronted by a woman is called In This Moment. Yeah, I think she's a little bit more hardcore than Amy Lee. Sure. And Amy Lee is another voice of an angel. <laughs> right. She really is. I remember, uh, crap, what's the song that was on the radio all the time? Oh, is it Bring uh, Me to Life? Not Bring Me to Life, the ballad. Um, oh, My Immortal. My Immortal. Oh my goodness. My dad had broken up with somebody when we were kids. And I remember him driving us. It was like middle school or something. He was driving the song came on the radio and he just starts bawling while singing it. And I'm just like, man. That sounds amazing, though. Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, this is a powerful song. So I totally get it. Um, yeah. Evanescence was like so good that the Daredevil soundtrack had to feature their music twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is probably the really only good thing about that Daredevil movie. Yeah. Well, you know what, Nathan? Thank you for your time. Thank you for the questions you asked me. They're really good questions. Thank you, uh, Giselle, for having me on.